Hello, welcome to the podcast. I'm Anna. And I'm Kayleen. And we're Entrepreneurs. A podcast by two gay idiots navigating owning and operating their own businesses in the end of end in the midst of end stage capitalism. Are we at the end yet? <laughs> Time will That's tell. The thing, we don't know. Or it's like won't. in a loop. Yeah. <laughs> Time isn't real. It's All like right, when you get to the end of, like, when you're, like, on the last phase of a road trip and it seems like time moves slower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, like, you breeze through, like, eight hours and then, like, the last two, you're, like, ah. You're just looking at the clock every five minutes. I, yeah. I don't really like road trips that much. No, um, neither do I. I, I, th- I thought I liked them. But now I'm just, like, No. If I yeah, can I'm avoid to... driving my car long distances, I will. Yeah, I'm I'm not super into it. I think I'm much more of a let me fly into a city or take a train or like something like that and then bike around or take a train there. Yeah. Um, I like having access to my car. I like I miss not having wheels when I'm traveling if I don't like rent a car or whatever, but yeah, I don't mind it too bad because I feel like I'm usually. It depends on the I'm place. I'm not much of a rural. Yeah, explorer. R- rural. Rural. The rural. The rural. The rural. The rural. The rural. The rural. Like that. We both went to the same Thirty Rock place. I love Jenna Maroney. Yeah. I could only hope to reach that yes. oblivion. An, em- um, an Emma. She needs an Emmy. She the yeah. the fact that she never got any awards for that show is like. A tragedy. I know. She's on, I think um, about her. Did I tell you about Schmigadoon? The like TV. You did. Yeah. I've tried to watch it, but I don't know if I have Apple, Apple whatever. Yeah. Wait to see if they do like a trial or something, and or yeah. seduce someone with a password. As you do. Hey. Anyway. Hey. hey. <laughs> you want to join my my dad's family plan? <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm having Thanksgiving with you. Like, yeah. So yeah. Works. We'll see. Um, so I'm coming at y'all from St. Pete. Hey, Anna's, Anna's in our new place. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I feel like I really lucked out with my place. I love it. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, it's, it was kind of a rough journey getting here. A lot of false starts, a lot of, uh, uncertainty involved a lot of adaptability required but I'm here and yeah now I'm based out of St. Pete Florida um, so I guess like if you don't know and I feel like a lot of people wouldn't really know about it because it's like a smaller town I'd say yeah it gets so, lumped in with Tampa a lot yeah so it's like in the Tampa Bay area there's like a peninsula and then St. Pete is the south of the peninsula so there's definitely kind of like island vibes here um there's a lot of trees and plants and birds like today on my walk I live like three three minute walk away from a lake that I've just been walking around I saw a bird catch a fish and then bang it on like a buoy to try to get it to die and eat it and I was like "Ah, this is all I want to do it's just (laughs) Just watch weird nature happen in front yeah. of you. I guess there's like a Rick and Morty quote where it's just like, ah, yeah, except for my 30s, I spent the whole time bird watching. And I really <laughs> relate to that. That's um, Yeah, that's you in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just here for like the birding and um, kind of Let the... Let me know uh, if you find any golden pheasants. Oh my God. I almost don't even want to find one because I'm just like... I'm tired of this dang. I forgot about it, Kayleen. What if that's? Like, what if it was just leading you here? What if? What if? What if this is the grand conclusion to your side quest from earlier this year? Listeners, go back to episode one for context on this joke. Yeah, it's um, it's a, it's been a long one. So I'm finally in St. Pete, and yeah. I'm getting moved in, and like just the dumbest things are making me happy like I got a rug where I have an office now and I've never had an office before so I'm really excited to have an office um just like have a space where I'm like excited to work and I'm my goal is to make my office like the most zen inviting place in 
my house so I have motivation to work in here um, and spend time in here. So I got this really nice rug that's very soft because I, I work a lot on the ground. <laughs> I'll have a desk, but I do really like, I'm a ground, I'm a floor, floor girl for sure. <laughs> so um, just kind of piecing it together and it has like the best view and um, I'm really excited. And then I'm keeping one room completely empty and I think I might get a stripper pole mm-hmm. so I can like learn pole dancing and just have a room dedicated to dancing because it's hardwood floors and I'll have a mirror in there. And that's about as far as I've gotten. In I feel like you could do like, some really fun stuff with a stripper pole. I'm excited for it. Like, and I feel like they're just like, I think you can move them once you set them up. Yeah, it depends not, on like, the kind set. you get. Um, yeah. Emily's been taking, my business partner um, has been taking pole fitness classes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm ready to get kind of ripped. Yeah. Uh, and like, that is a lot of strength involved. Yeah. Just so. I, well, from what I hear, be prepared for a lot of weird bruises. Yeah. That's, I did aerial classes for oh, like yeah. six months and it's the same thing. Yeah. Even when you start hula hooping, like you can get, I broke my nose hula hooping actually. Yeah. I mean, I don't um, know if you know this, but Sarasota, which is really close to St. Pete has like a very long, um, history of being tied to the circus at the circus town yeah they have the ringling museum, yeah the ring right? yeah the and ringling, like ringling yeah that's where the ringling brothers used to take used to live in the off season and they have an art museum and their grounds were donated um for this art museum when they died um but yeah they also have a lot of like circus academies and like the walendas who are probably the most famous circus people currently who do like nick walenda's the guy who tightroped across the grand canyon a few years ago Mm. Um, they're based out of Sarasota, like they're for generations. So there's a lot of like nice. academies and class, like communities around like that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've landed. That might in those a might be cool. Spot. Those might be cool companies to see if they want video work too. Yeah, I've done like video work for an aerial guy. Yeah, and I ended up using the drone, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, some, I mean, and you're like literally in the air. Yeah. Like, that's the best shot, I would say, is uh, with a drone. I was at Costco, and I saw a drone for $50, and it took video. Wow. Capitalism is going for one. Just for context, I feel like I paid around 1500 maybe a 1000 for mine maybe 1500 with all the accessories so i mean i'm not saying like it's anywhere near the quality but just the fact that you can get a video drone for 50 dollars i'm confused but well i mean <laughs> dvd players when they entered the market were like 700 dollars so you know mm-hmm. and then in a matter of a few years like became ubiquitous well, i'm sure that it they, like works fine like because one thing when you're learning how to fly a drone or even not learning, like if you want to get these epic shots, you're going to crash it. You yeah. know, that's that's the thing about like good aerialists. They just crash it so much. And then you just have insurance just in case you like chop an electric or hurt somebody. That's the scary thing. But um, yeah, I was like, all right, well, that's a change in pretty quickly. But yeah. fun stuff. So yeah. we're all settled. And I'm feeling good, um, but I've been through the quest, and I feel like it's time for a reward. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out ways to make my existing home a little bit more friendly for work from home life. It wasn't mm-hmm. such a big deal when the bulk of what I was doing was candles, because like that is like, as a designated spot, but like... Now, because wedding season is full swing, I'm working from home anytime I'm not on site. So, you know, I don't know. And I don't really have like a true dedicated workspace. So it's just like going from working on the couch for five hours straight to being like, well, I'm not working anymore, but I'm still on the couch. And like, how do you, (laughs) how do you Mm -hmm. snap your brain into a different mode? Um, Yeah. And and also, you do then, have a couple of desks, though. I do have a couple of desks. I just don't have a comfortable sitting area. I could shuffle some things around and, and get a new chair, but that's where I'm. That's where I'm at right now is trying to make it work until my company, like until uh, the company that I work with, decides to 
go for some co-working space. Because I do not like working mm-hmm. in coffee shops. I know that that's a popular thing, but I don't. Especially Honestly, I have to make it's a kind of amazing how many people can get stuff done because it's just like, yeah, you don't know what you're walking into. Right, and especially because I have to, so much of what I have to do sometimes involves like being on the phone that I'm just like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do that in public. That's rude, and I hate it when other people do it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Uh, we got to figure got to figure it out. There's just like, I know that I'm behind on the times because like so many people have went through this last year of like trying to figure out how to work from home without going insane, but... I don't know. I've been working from home for like five years, and yeah, I mean, but you I bounce around too. I don't know. Yeah. Like you're you're pretty good about like segmenting your day, or like I don't know, like transitioning from work to not work pretty easily. I don't know. It, it, just observationally, it seems as someone hmm. who shared space with you. Interesting. Yeah, you're like this yeah. is the time where I work, and now I'm gonna go roller skating. <laughs> like, yeah. you know. Um, and but it's just like I don't know. Maybe it'll also get easier once our social lives are allowed to happen more. But I went out last week multiple times. Mm. Uh, we were New Orleans is back to a one percent positive test result rate, so I feel oh, a good. little better. And I got boosted. So. Yeah, I'm gonna get that when I'm in town. Yeah, exciting. All right, is it time for tarot? Time? I think it's tarot time. All right, so we're working again with the Muse Tarot um, by Pixie Curio on Instagram. Uh, I really, I've been using this as my daily poll for the month of October, and I'm really enjoying it. It's really pretty um, artwork. It's very, like, collage and kind of mixed media feeling. And good colors. All right, so here we go. What are we looking for here uh, for the collective advice in life and business? What do what do we and our listeners need to take heed of? Ooh, we've got the devil. Mm. All right, the devil. I'm not sure if we've pulled the devil before. I don't know if you and I've talked about the devil. Um, so that this kind of folks, I think this is a good time to take stock um, of things that maybe you have unhealthy relationships with, things that you may be inhibiting or feel like um, are causing you to feel as though uh, there are elements of your life that are very out of control. Um, what are take like a good honest look at like your routines and your habits and ask yourself what's serving you. Um, this signifies often like issues with addiction, uh, cigarettes, alcohol, drugs, caffeine. Um, it's also Capricorn. It's also a card for Capricorn. So it's kind of addiction to work. <laughs> uh, because as we talked about, like work, work play balance is super important. Um, yeah. Uh, the devil keeps us in bondage, but it's also a good reminder that like we can break, we have the power to break free of it as well. So um, and also that these things will, what, one of the things that I've uh, realized, it's a reminder that, like, these things will keep coming back until you address them. Mm. Yeah, you can try yeah. and, like, suppress a problem down all you want, but it's going to come out somehow, and it's going to keep coming out until you just deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, watching. That's, that's, yeah. that's good old Mercury retrograde yeah. right there. I'm know? watching. Uh, I'm watching uh, Midnight Mass right now, which is a show on Netflix, and it's very much. It's by the people who did like Haunting of Hill House and uh, Haunting of Bly Manor. Uh, so they've moved on from the question of is it ghosts or is it trauma to is it vampires or is it Catholics. Um, oh my god! <laughs> and I don't know. It just reminds me because there's a lot of like, uh, it's can be hard to tell what uh, imagery is angelic and what's demonic. Um, and yeah, I was actually talking to somebody. There's like a spiritual center here, and they have this meeting. Not meeting. It's just like a get together. I've been getting readings from this woman, mm-hmm. and um, it's like a wellness circle or whatever. And she was talking about like when she like. I don't know, was kind of doing some work there. And she was like, I kept seeing these beings of like Cthulhu. 
And I was like, oh man. But she's like, it didn't feel bad. But then I realized that was angels. And I was like, yeah. Your angels look like Cthulhu, a dark, eldritch, unknowable horror. Mm -hmm. Well, have you seen that? Like the photos of like people, like, like when people do representations of like the biblical angels. Oh yeah. I mean like thousands of eyes and like, yeah. Um, uh, my partner calls me angel sometimes as a term of endearment and I didn't like it until they were like, no, I mean like the biblical kind, like, and I was like, okay, that's, that's fine. (laughs) Scary angel. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I want to be the sweet one. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> I was like, ew, no. I'm not. Yeah. I'm He's tough like, and scary. See, I feel like I'm like frosting, but then like, I feel like when push comes to shove, I can be so much more cold than you, Kayleen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I want to look sweet, but I'm a fucking shark. And I want to look, I want to look like a tough bitch, but I'm just too concerned about everyone's feelings. <laughs> well yeah there we go something that's why (laughs) my wife (laughs) all right so all right let's get into the meat of it set the table we are serving the main dish um well this is a very we're talking about some current events Although, you know, uh, it happened, what, like a whole week ago, so. I know. Was it last Monday? I think it was last Monday. Um, Yeah. We are here to talk about uh, your business beyond social media, really, Mm -hmm. Um, because as I'm sure everyone knows, uh, Facebook and Instagram went down. Oh, it was Tuesday. It was was Tuesday, Tuesday. I know, because I had a flight, Um, and I was out of it. Yeah. Uh, I can't tell you how many people thought that they had, uh, that they just had bad internet connection for a whole day. I saw that later. they're all just getting gaslit. It was just like. Monopolies that run us. They're like, it's your internet. (laughs) Damn it. Um, no. Uh, yeah. So Facebook, Instagram. So basically the major, uh, platforms that Facebook owns, Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp went down for like, um, almost a full day at least a full business day Uh, mainly because and it's interesting reading like about some of the reasons why it happened it's because facebook is far too up its own ass and reliant on its own programs and software that uh when an error happened it couldn't get back into it on its own because it you know relies on all its own shit like literally employees were locked out of the building because even the like security key code system at the Facebook buildings runs on Facebook servers. And so when it, oh it all God. went down, it, they couldn't communicate with each other because they don't have each other's phone numbers. They all communicate through as in a workplace. So it's like, that's why it took so long is because they couldn't get in touch with the people who could fix it because their messaging programs as, as a, in the workplace were completely down. So, like, Mercury retrograde, folks, we have, like, so many planets in retrograde right now, and uh, this is a result of a lot of it, honestly. It's reflective of a lot. Um, But I think it was a wake-up call for, well, and this isn't the first time that Facebook and Instagram have gone down, you know, for a few hours. Like, things happen. But it really is, I think, a stark reminder for a lot of people, especially people whose businesses, who own businesses that are very online, that we have no control over the plat over these platforms and they could be ripped away from us in a second. So I think yeah. it's and a lot of people are like, asking themselves what would I yeah. what would I do if Instagram disappeared mm-hmm. tomorrow? Mhm. And even more insidiously, I kind of like those papers were announced and then it was like hitting the news cycle and then Facebook went down and then all oh, of yes. a sudden all of like the leaks of like the, all of the wealth of the world was replaced from the news cycle with Facebook is down. Yeah, so the, pa- me is the Pandora like, papers. Mm, that's that's yeah. that's, uh, that's yeah. silly timing. Yeah, the Pandora you know, papers like, mm. got released, and the former Facebook employer who was the whistleblower went public and did a segment on sixty Minutes, and then and then the whole program went down. Like the whole thing went down, and it, it, you're right, it did take over the news cycle. 
Um, so whether you think that they're like that it was intentional outage to scrub data or an intentional outage to draw attention, um, or just like your own hubris, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. being very behaving very poetically, like mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, interesting. Not not too encouraging for those of us who are just uh, hurtling towards collapse. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So we kind of want to talk a little bit about what we have kind of taken from this and what you might be able to do. What what I think what I think is good practice um, going mm-hmm. forward. Uh, mm-hmm. I think um, maybe we can start out about talking about our relationships with social media, how we use it in our business um, over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can kind of like briefly give a rundown on that. So I got Facebook in high school. I had like MySpace, right? Then I had a Facebook and then I think my freshman year, I was just noticing I was taking photos, uh, thinking, oh, this will be a good profile photo. And I was like, I don't like thinking like that. I don't like having that thought. So I deleted it and I didn't have any social media until maybe 2016. 2015, 2016. Yeah. Um, and then I got it for work. And then I was a social media manager for about a year for a couple different companies. And I was like, and then I got addicted. I didn't have a smartphone. Even then, when I was a social media manager, I still had a flip phone. I had a smartphone um, where I could connect to Wi-Fi and then do everything I needed to because I wanted to just like post on Instagram from a desktop. But I remember I remember the, the I remember the first time we met and I asked you for your number and you couldn't remember what it was. Like you didn't even know your own really? phone number. <laughs> like yeah. yeah. <laughs> like literally I was try- like we like hit it off and I, and you were just like I don't know I'll see you. I'll I'll see you later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't remember. If that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. So I was like pretty off the grid for a long time. So I was a social media manager and then I would say 2017 to 2018 I almost only found clients, maybe like 70% of people I was working with were finding me on Instagram through one hashtag, through a Denver videographer. And I was like, holy shit. And people were like, I was visible on this platform. And people were like, I want to work with you. I want to work with the best of the best. I love your work. And I was like, this is wild. Um, And I feel like there wasn't a lot of competition on this hashtag. And since then, they've changed their hashtag processes and blah, blah, blah. But I was very, very reliant on that. And then 2019, I wasn't posting super frequently on Instagram anymore. And then 2020 happened, and I had enough clientele to like not really rely on it. And I haven't had to rely on it. I, I, I can't even really remember the last time I've worked with somebody from Instagram. I don't even know if I've had a client through there this year. I have it to like, as um like a conversion tool, I guess. So now when people are like, hey, I want to see your work, I send them my website and my Instagram because like I do have work on there that is not on my website and you can kind of get like a vibe of who I am and what I'm about, but I am not relying on it. So <laughs> during this outage, I because there's so many people who still have all their eggs in one basket. And I, I get that. I get why you would put all your eggs in one basket because like I can't imagine trying to equally put content out on so many of these different platforms um, because I pretty much went full time by putting all my eggs in one basket. Um, but I think culturally um, and, and the, also just thinking about like the future of social media um, yeah, I think you definitely need to diversify a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think... Um, that, if, if you've been around long enough, you know. Um, I think it also... Because sp- I, th- I also want to consider overwhelm, too, right. of, like, growing a business. And, like, oh, you need a website, and you need an email list, blah, blah, blah. Like, when you're just starting out, that can be a lot. Um, and, like, what me and Kayleen talk about, just, like, making it simple. But I think, <laughs> my two cents, if you have had your business for a while, have some... Um, backups but yeah, yeah that's my story yeah um I I think I got Facebook uh over I, in 2005 like when it was just if you you could only have a Facebook if you had a dot edu email it was just for college people you're so cool so cool early adopter 
Um, wow. And uh, I remember using it just to like keep in touch with people. Well, that was like you didn't have statuses. You could just write on people's walls and post pictures and shit like that. And being pretty active on that, um, I didn't really have a smartphone then either, so it was just off of my desktop. Then I think later they introduced statuses. I feel like I was really, really active on Facebook and enjoyed it. I had like a job at a library where I could just like zone out, I'd check in books, and when people, when there weren't books to check in, I would just fucking be on social media um, and get paid for it. So whatever. Uh, uh, but. I was and up until I graduated, I was like pretty active um, on it. And then I got uh, like I got I started working in professional theater, which took up a lot of my time and my energy. And so while I did stay on Facebook and I did get an Instagram, my Facebook usage really dropped in terms of what I was putting out into the world. I would still scroll through and occasionally upload photos and like and like see what other people were posting, but I never really I didn't really share too much of my life um, until and then I got an Instagram and I kind of liked the visual medium and not having to like talk as much or say as much because I they feel like I just like didn't have the brain power for words for like it was a very like uh here's a photo of my dog yeah here's a photo <laughs> of how I decorated my this wall you know like here's my sushi picture like whatever it was nice to just kind of have a dumb place to share pictures and not have to worry about like writing a whole thing or it was yeah I was like busy and uh using my brain space for other things um and until basically um i started participating in some like facebook groups in like 2014 2015 um i got really into like the planning community through youtube which then like led to some facebook groups like paper planners um and uh got more active in facebook groups uh, and then uh, joined uh, an MLM, which I don't know if we've talked too much on this, but we can go into that fully later. And basically really started posting a lot more on both Facebook and Instagram because I was running a business. Um, did that for like th three years, like from, say I started 2015 to 2017, two years was like my peak time where I was doing like health coaching um, through a, uh, through uh, uh, multi-level marketing um, and then 26 but during in 2016 I feel like it soured for me real quick and then after so the up to the ele 2016 election and then the inauguration in 2017 my relationship with social media especially Instagram or especially Facebook I mean really soured and I just like Realized that I was friends and associating with people who, like, at best just didn't want to comment on politics and at worst were, like, conservative right-wing people that because we had never had conversations about these things fundamentally hated who I was as a person. <laughs> we just, like, mm -hmm. had never had to address that straight on. Um, and seeing so many people, like, have melt, like, complete meltdowns and, like, fight and strife and... It was just like, I suddenly wanted to share a lot less of myself online. Um, so I feel like now I'm back to where I was uh, with Facebook at least uh, in that like right after I got out of college where I, I keep up with other people, but I don't put myself out too much. Instagram, I do still enjoy. Um, I like Instagram stories more than I like anything else about the app. Um, I think a lot of people are right there with you. Yeah, and I post more to stories. I think it's fun. It's like little bits and uh, memes and like you can curate your experience a little bit more in terms of who you follow. And I also like seeing who watches your stories. Right, yeah. It's interesting because like I, I've got, you know, I have like what, like 2,000 followers, not a ton, but I would say maybe 10% of my followers actually watch my stories. I think that's a lot. Yeah, it's like usually depending on the time it's around 200 to 250 when by the time a story expires um so i don't know i love tiktok i don't i made i've made a few i feel like social media for me is so much more of a, a consumer than it is 
um, mm-hmm. putting it out there. But yeah, I did run a successful business uh, for two years on on socials. Um, the candle business, I feel like it's on social and so much of the business is through social, but it could exist without it. It's not like we have a business page. We just posted that we were making candles to our personal Facebooks and people shared it. Um, we also collect emails. So I feel like that's the other thing is like, if you're running a business on social media, you need to also be cultivating a list. You need to be collecting people, collecting and capturing information. Um, because mm-hmm. if things go down, how are you going to communicate? Zuck owns it all. Yeah. yeah it, you, how are you going to communicate yeah. with your customers? Um, or potential customers or people who, your audience. Because I feel like this idea of like, you need to create a funnel, Mm -hmm. like sounds so icky to people. And it's like, all your people are already in a funnel, but Zuckerberg owns it. Right. You know, like it's already in a funnel. You just don't have control over that. Mm -hmm. Um, So like feel as icky as you want about it. Like the, like the word sales funnel, but like, yeah, the best, you're just doing, you're selling your data and your community's data already there just by existing lot, on these platforms. Yeah, there are a lot of business, online business experts out there that will tell you the most valuable thing you could put out would still be a newsletter, like an e-newsletter. Mm-hmm. Um, having an email mm-hmm. list is the thing that you, that'll be, that would, is your most valuable asset. Um, You're, I think you can convert. They can get to know you there. I know I belong to a, a news letter it's a daily newsletter called the morning brew yeah and honestly it's i love it yeah i get a lot of my news through there it's sometimes like more offbeat stories um it's yeah i mean it's kind of broy and stocky but like i also like appreciate it a lot for news so right. if anybody if there's any like if anybody has a, like any other less broy news daily uh things oh on tiktok under the desk i, I like love under the desk news. oh yeah good yeah. queer kind of offbeat i just saw yeah. that like that if they person, wanted to put out a daily newsletter there, i saw that that person you know? just quit their job so they could do it full time i mean they're like almost two million yeah you know they were like so, well it was cutting into my day job so i got rid of the day job Mm-hmm. <laughs> um which yeah. is awesome under the desk uh put out a newsletter and uh yeah start selling some shit yeah I, or, i'd buy <laughs> absolutely get a Substack. Um, yeah yeah so also just gotta say this um you can do business in person i know mm-hmm. not everybody can but like i would say so much of the business that I get both for weddings and for candles is word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, it just so happened that the candle word of mouth happened by people sharing a Facebook post because of we were in the middle of COVID. But like, I still have confidence that people would have talked about the candles and shared them with their friends, even if it were on a different medium. Yeah, because we'll see like what happens if it does, you know, be, um, you know, looking into a darker future. And, and I mean, I think it's okay to to look at the possibilities <laughs> yeah. instead of being like a, a masochist optimist, you know, like, okay, what if internet isn't a part of like, like a widespread internet? Like what if our energy grid cannot sustain that? Right. Um, what does that look like? Yeah. How so do we go back. What? We're going back to the nineties. It's not that big of a deal. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, if you're a maker, like maybe see what kind of art fairs are happening around you. Like, yeah, I know St. Pete is really good with that. There's New Orleans so many is too, markets. And they're coming. They're There's really, so many markets. it seems like a lot of them are coming are really, some of them like really thrived during COVID because you could have them outdoors and have be relatively mm-hmm. safe. And so a lot of like coffee, like coffee shops with outdoor areas started hosting them, um, yeah. like art fairs and mini farmers markets. So see, one thing I've heard from our friend who's an artist in New Orleans who sells work is like, there's less people, but the people that are here are better quality. Yeah. And I've also heard that from like bar, my friends that are bartenders and they're working and they have like less customers, but they're getting better tips. Right. So it's kind of like a, the quality is higher, and I think yeah. that's great for yeah. One of my friends, yeah, one of my friends um, who's a bartender went from being like from doing like I don't know a very high volume bar to working at a bar with lower volume, but it's more of a neighborhood bar. So mm-hmm. you've got regulars who tip better and more consistently, and so she's making pretty much as much as she was at the high volume 
place Mm -hmm. and it's just more chill yeah I think a lot of things are becoming more relational um and a lot more about like customer experience too Um, so yeah that's one of the things that we're going to start doing is exploring like um art markets and like holiday fairs um mm -hmm. and but yeah also just like meeting people like net like I know that's Mm -hmm. like intimidating for some people but like I don't know talk about yourself when you meet a new person about what you do or and you ask know, people about them ask oh yes you know I mean? also that um ask people Link. about what they do and who they like um and you never know like so many weird serendipitous things have come from just mm-hmm. like having a conversation with a stranger mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah so don't be afraid to like take your business offline if you can um mm-hmm. yeah i think thinking about I don't know just maybe this is my prediction of what I think will happen um and like what what platforms will I I don't think the whole Facebook Insta I think and also either yeah and I th- they're they're too big at this point and I, th- and I think people are consciously stepping off of the app if not that like I and I think that because of the monopoly of Facebook and Instagram what was happening earlier in the internet age of like new things popping up and getting adopted that's not happening anymore like mm-hmm. when was the last i mean TikTok is the most recent new social media and that mm-hmm. was around for a while before i think la- i think the covid yeah, it was is what it made- musically yeah covid made it boom because we were all stuck at home but like um yeah what was the last time when was the last time you adopted something like new and how many apps have you downloaded to try like a new form of social media that then became totally irrelevant like what's that the fucking clubhouse like what are people still using clubhouse i am interested like i want to get more involved in the um oh my god i can't even remember the name of it now it's the one where you have groups and gamers use it. Uh, Discord. Discord. Yeah. I want to get more involved in Discord. That's more of I like think... creating intentional communities. Exactly. Yeah. I have some friends that are in like Discord groups for like UI design and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And they're just like, I want to connect with yeah, people. Yeah, you can join a community and then there's all kinds of different channels um, that you can participate Twitch in. Twitch is lit. Twitch isn't going anywhere. Right. Like Twitches, I've heard I think a lot. They did just have something weird. Yeah, I've heard a like lot a of a something. lot of people who've created content for Twitch struggling with censorship and like terms mm-hmm. of service violations and shit like that. In a way that kind of reminiscent of TikTok, but in a way that's driving more people away. Mm-hmm. Um, I think TikTok has. I don't think it has. Uh, like I don't think TikTok has like the YouTube. Um, longevity in it but I think there's I don't think we've hit the the peak I think we're getting kind of close to it I think because I mean I think we're over the hill on Instagram we're on the decline yeah Facebook's almost done Facebook is just where um, it's it's for boomers only now pretty much mm -hmm. yeah because I'm in a couple courses and they have like they'll have Facebook groups and I was like I'm not gonna engage on Facebook like if you had a discord group we could chat there or something um I'm not interested. Um, Yeah, because I just feel like I get sucked down a pretty dark rabbit hole over there. And I think at this point I have like 40 friends or something. Yeah. Um, But like, I'm just not super pleased with that. But um, I feel like YouTube, if anything, I could see more monetization going on over there. Um, Having to pay for more things, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, But YouTube, man, I am such a big believer of youtube i think it changed i learned not starting a a beauty channel in 2010 is a great regret of mine oh i know my brother says like i think it was like in 2000 fuck what was it maybe yeah like 2008 or something he wanted to make a youtube channel i was like no it's for nerds and so he never did and so he holds a vendetta against yeah i "I would too you listen to me (laughs) i don't know what i'm talking about like come on Oh, I, but um, I just dropped a crystal in case anybody uh, heard that. Sorry, guys. sorry, Moonstone. <laughs> Moonstone. Moonstone. But yeah, YouTube has been so helpful um, 
just in my career, I learned more in YouTube um, tutorials and business practice uh, than I did at college. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely believe in like YouTube University. Um, Reddit. And I used to like, yeah, Reddit, oh yeah, Reddit, Reddit's like, gonna stick around, I think. Kayleen knows, like, I get a lot of my local news just through subreddits because a lot of things they're not posting. Um, and, and I'm not going to go on next door because that can be very dark. <laughs> it's but, the worst. Like, yeah, but, like, local subreddits are super interesting. Um, like, the New Orleans one is just hilarious. Everybody's just yelling about cosmic brownies. <laughs> And like, and posting like, vi- and posting vintage commercials. Like, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a fun place over there. But um, yeah, the St. Pete subreddit is kind of like, stop moving here. That's the same with like the Denver one. Uh, people are like, stop moving here, and I was just like, that's not how the the market works, guys. No. Like, they're gonna raise it whether or not they have people because yeah, they can say whatever they want at this point. They they don't. They're trying to pin us against each other. Yeah. Like, just, <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't know, like staying adaptable and like, yeah, I would say like, if you are starting out, I would give yourself like maybe six months to a year to like double down, grow an audience, maybe on one or two platforms. Also, I've heard people have luck on Pinterest. I've never dabbled. I've Yeah, I but... feel like my engagement with Pinterest has gotten way down in the last few years. I feel like yeah. that's good if you have a blog. It's good for driving traffic to a blog. I've heard people like drive traffic to their TikTok and their website and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I've never dabbled. I know people have had success with it. Um, that's the thing. You can just, you can literally pick the social media that you want to mess with. Um, and this kind of like double down on it. Um, but I will say the hardest one I think is probably YouTube. YouTube is it re- cause so It requires hard. production value. You have to put a lot into it. Yeah. And even just like uploading a YouTube video, if you don't have great Wi-Fi. Yeah. Like not great, <laughs> but I love YouTube. It's absolutely my favorite. I was actually telling Kayleen, I want to start a uh, ASMR channel I because I oh because I feel like it's kind of like acting and writing all at the same time, but I I love I had a YouTube channel for two years and it was such a test of dedication and discipline. I really learned at video editing through my YouTube channel and work ethic. I would like wake up at six a.m. and work on my YouTube channel and like thinking about it now, I was like, oh my god, that's crazy, but it was just like so obvious, like that's what I was gonna do at that time. So I don't know. There's, there's no wrong answer. Just like, you know, if you have had your business for a little bit, have some backups because <laughs> we don't know how long these things yeah. are going to last. Um, Patreon seems to be, uh, I don't know if that's, that's not, I don't know if that I would qualify that as social media, but it is I a thing. Know. It is a thing that people, mm-hmm. in the terms of the funnel, I think maybe might be the mm-hmm. next step down where it's something that a lot of people leave social media for Patreon and a small group of dedicated people, a smaller group of dedicated people will follow them there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's a way of, I mean, it is a way of monetizing your content in a way like Instagram. When you, when you post content on Instagram, Instagram is taking the, is taking the money from your content. It's still monetized. They're just selling ads mm-hmm. on it. Whereas Patreon, mm-hmm. your people you're either when you're when you consume content, you're paying with like your time or your money, uh, your time and attention or your money. So they just you know if it's Patreon, it's just a trade, like you get to pay for content versus sitting through yeah. ads. Um, and I might be just kind of like, I don't have a Patreon or anything like that, but I think sometimes people will get like hung up, like I don't have enough followers for that. Just you know, it's always good to have an option. Yeah, even if you make, like, 15 bucks a month to begin with, like, that's still a couple of coffees. Like, Mm -hmm. whatever. And then it's just, like, you have it built, right? You have it built. That's the hard part. Yeah. It's there if you need to drive. And you can drive other people. You can drive people to there from Mm -hmm. other places if those other places are starting to go down. Yeah, I think the whole link tree, I think that's just so cool because we didn't have that like a few years ago. Right. And I think it's really You'd have every time you'd wa- yeah, now. if you had more than one link to share on Instagram, you just couldn't. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm super into it. Um, cool. Are we ready for a bro book review? Yeah. Bro book reviews. I read a bro book every week so you don't have to. Hit me. Okay. This is not a bro book review again, um, but it is a book that I like, and I don't know if you necessarily need to read the whole thing, mm-hmm. but the concept of it is just very delightful. I've never seen the show, but it's Marie Kondo. Ah, the, we're on our yeah. we're on our like girl boss uh, trilogy, I guess. <laughs> Girls can be bros too. Yeah, I, it's it's something like the magic, the magic of tidying, tidying, mm-hmm. the magic of tidying up. Have you read it? I have. And I, I really enjoyed her TV show, too. She did, like, mm-hmm. a mini series on Netflix. And she's delightful. She's so yeah, adorable so... and, like, so kind. and um, Yeah. Yeah. That's the energy yeah. I got in her book. Because, like, one of the things, there's a couple things that I really like. Um, everybody's, well, not everybody. I don't know your background. But uh, she's famous at this point for the, the phrase, does it bring you joy? Yeah. Does it, when you're does getting it rid spark of joy? Does it spark joy? Yeah. There it is. Does it spark joy? Yeah. Um, and I am quite a minimalist, I think. I don't like stuff. Um, I like to, you know, get used things, get rid of things, get new things, just kind of like keep the flow of does it spark joy or not? Does this fit my new life? Like I moved here in a car because I was like, you know, I can figure it out. I can get new stuff. I don't need all this stuff that I have had and also it's like your space requires different has different needs Mm -hmm. you know so does it spark joy and then she would talk about talking to her items and being like hello how are you thank you for serving me and I love that I love talking you know like thank you rug for being so soft it sounds so cheesy but like it's just fun yeah it's just fun and that's all there is to it it's fun and it's happy and it's cute on the tv show she would kind of people who knew they they needed to get rid of something but would have trouble with it she'd have them talk to it and like thank it for yeah. its time in their li- in their life and like acknowledge the role that it had played and then let it go oh i yeah. love that yeah um oh yeah and she's got like some fun folding methods too so that you're so that your clothes are happy <laughs> um mm-hmm. and like yeah i don't know and she's very much she's, about she's... about putting it, it's not about a quantity of things i don't think she would ne- even necessarily say that everybody needs to be a minimalist it's about like no. making sure that what you have brings you joy and that everything has a place mm-hmm. like, yeah because i think she her background is like feng, feng shui, shui. Yeah, feng shui. And that's how I, I love feng shui. It's about like, like maximizing right now, positive energy in a space. So right now, so I, I forget what my element is. I think it's hard metal or something. And so that means I am most attracted to the Northwest corner and instinctually. So my friend like looked at my house before um, I moved in, I moved in blind and she just FaceTimed me, and I was like, yeah, sure, love it, looks cool, got it. And and she was like, you should sleep in this room, Anna. This is the best room for sleeping. And I put my bed in the northwest corner, and I was just like, I don't know why, but this is it. Like, this is where it goes. And so I don't even have my bed set up in a, a technical bedroom. It's in the living room, but I like it, and there's no rules. It's your house. <laughs> yeah, I can sleep wherever I want to. Mm-hmm. Um because, like, I feel like traditionally most people, this room I'm in now, this office space, people would be like, oh, this is, like, the ideal bedroom. But it's just, like, my where I sleep doesn't need to be super aesthetic. Um, I need to get work done. So I took the best room, and I'm making it into where I'm going to, like, yeah. create things. Whereas I, so. like, put a lot of energy into, like, making my bedroom feel, like, very cozy and comfortable and, like, an oasis. And now I'm realizing that I should probably put some more energy into doing that with my workspace. Well, so also I think this is like a good episode to tie this in just with like, you know, house stuff. Like I showed my friend a couch I was going to get and she was like, well, could you sleep on it? And I was like, no, but I don't want a sleeping couch. I want 
Yeah, you were on a boat, so you shouldn't have a couch to begin with. I know. I know. I know. Rule number one. But I was just like, I don't really want my house to be super cozy right now. Like, I want... My intention behind this place is to get a lot of work done, to make a lot of moves, to do, just be, to focus, essentially. Um, But that doesn't mean you can't be in a cozy season. But that's also why I like switching things up, selling things, getting, because you're always at different seasons of your life. Yeah, living seasonally and -hmm. knowing that things can change and that you have the power to change your space and your environment. And I think also building time in to like Mm -hmm. you know there's a reason that the phrase spring cleaning exists Mm -hmm. you know that's following the pattern of the year of the harvest cycle of like it is all of it is really about like making intentional time to acknowledge the changing of season Mm -hmm. um and that can be seasons of your life as well yeah yeah or um rearranging stuff or getting a new item or getting rid of an item well i apologize if anyone hears i think there's a second line going down my street i can hear drums that's so funny i can't hear it all right let's wrap it (laughs) it's sunday you know the city's back um all right everybody you can find us um at entrepreneurs.com entrepreneurs podcast on instagram we also have a ko-fi if you'd like to drop us some change if you like what you hear or what you heard put some money in the hat um my uh instagram is swamp witch with four eyes and candles unincorporated um and i don't have a website but i probably should all right so uh you can find me at uh my my website fakeguru.me dot me or the dot fake guru on tiktok or instagram um yeah we're gonna be rolling some stuff out here soon super stoked thanks for listening have a gay day have a gay day